was Mary J. Lodge. Love yourself. It's a birthday to start off a new round of the Coalition of Freelance Watch, where we shine a light on the issues impacting the urban community. This is Seneca Harris. We are back with another go round. It's been so long. We've done a couple of pre-recorded shows this year, but it's really good to be back on live. Oh, it's just been a crazy year, but it's been a better year than last year. Um, as many know, I lost my I've had to let some things and some people go. And I'm still in that process. I'm learning who really has my best interest in heart, who does, who who supports me, and who, who doesn't. And it's all good. Like, you know, it's all good because, you know, as you weed out your garden, you, you, you begin to grow more. You begin to thrive better. And you just become an all-black person. And you begin to flourish. So I just I'm really thankful for the things that I've gone through, um, and it's just made me a better person. I've met some new people, got a new special someone in my life. I know who they are. They're out there. They're probably listening. So, but but we have a lot to discuss tonight. We're still waiting for callers to call in. Um, had a supposed um, someone else supposed to come on, but at the last minute they canceled. So. Um, it's like showing up to an interview late. It's like showing up to your first job. So, you know, first impressions or lasting impressions probably won't be having them on the show. So don't start this off negative. Just want to tell everyone, thank you um, for supporting. Thank you for just um, asking about the show. And, you know, know, there's been a lot of people that's been really um, curious about when the show um, is going to come. Comes to the first, third, and fifth Wednesday of the month. So that's going to be the schedule I'm going to change. But for now, that's how we're going to do it. Um, we have a lot to talk about tonight. I'm going to um, give you the rundown of the show, what we're going to talk talk about. Um, we may not read every topic tonight, but Coalition of Freelance Writers, the Urban Water. Post or some of some of my little um, mini articles that I write, um, videos, all that good stuff. Instead of video, we do have a YouTube channel. Um, you can join us at youtube.com/ucofw. Make sure you comment, rate, and subscribe. Click the not- notification bell so that you will know when my videos and. Um, Trying to think of some other housekeeping things that I need to take care of. Um, we're going to be working on that. Um, we're going to have written blogs as well, so be on the lookout for that. And we're just going to be doing more uh, interviews. We're going to do a lot more new YouTube, but you know we're going to still cut up and have a good time as always. Um, we're going to go to the lines. I think we have one of our callers. I believe this is Jr. Let me go online. On, brother. Hey, what's, what's going, going on? on? Oh, Nothing not much. much long time. I know <laughs> it's been a long time since we've been live on air, and it's been a little bit since I've talked to you too. 
Right, right, right. Now you know how life goes, man. You get your tail kicked in, and then you go back for more. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what? So what's been with you? Well, my name is now changed to Sal Silverstein since Trump took office, so that way <laughs> I don't end up getting deported by accident, you know? Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> no, Lord. no, no, seriousness, you know what? Uh, I just got off vacation. I went out to Carolina Beach, spent a week out there, found my zen moment. And ju- just been enjoying life ever since that moment, man. Things have been yeah. really good. I was telling people, like, this year has been a whole lot better. Um, been learning a lot. Uh, been really seeing who really supports me. I mean, and just been learning a lot about people in general. Like, you know, you sometimes through tragedy, you learn a lot about yourself right. and uh, the, the people that are around you. So I'm really grateful. I'm really. I feel that I'm at a at a good place now. Um, I definitely have somebody special in my life now, and I've met you know some really good friends and some people. You know, I had to let go. Um, right. You know, it's it's a hard thing to do, but sometimes you have to weed your garden. That's why I was just telling people you have to you have to pull the weeds out sometimes if you want to flourish and thrive. You have to get That's get right. down in there and do that dirty work and, and pull them weeds up. Because if not, they will choke the life force out of you. They will choke your potential. They will choke and stunt your growth. So you have to constantly uh, maintain your guard. That's 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 going to be the thing for the year. So hey, you know, not 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 just not just that. Sorry to interrupt, brother. Not just that, but at the same token, there's that point of self accountability. Because the very definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing over and over and over again, and yet expecting a same res- a different result, you know. And uh, yeah, that, like you said, weed it out, get, you know, and go on about your your way. What makes you happy, you know? It's finding that inner happiness where you can look yourself in the eye and enjoy all the blessings that you do have. Rather than focusing on the bad things that may happen. Right, right. So we're going to um, give an outline of the show tonight. We have a lot to talk about. So how we're going to do this, we're just going to go right on down the list, and we're just going to um, talk briefly about um, each topic, because I do have a lot of articles that I want to get to, and I have a um, clip or two that I want to discuss um as i get this this overview of the show i'm gonna go to a song or two so i can get things um pulled up but as far as politics are concerned i want to talk about uh there was a story that i read and it was talking about tommy lauren and how she had as pretty much has admitted to benefit benefiting from Obamacare. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the hypocrisy of critics of Obama and his um, um, legislation and, and legislations that he passed and things that he did while he was in office. But yet these are the same people that benefited from his policies. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Trump's stance on transgender um, in the military and uh, we might get to a couple other things as well, but those are the main topics that I want to get on as far as politics. 
um, reviews and entertainment. I wanted to um, discuss you guys about news that had just recently came um, out in the past couple of weeks that Tyler Perry is leaving Oprah's network and he has signed a huge deal with Viacom. So he's leaving her in 2019. So we're going to talk about what this means for Viacom and what this means for Oprah's network as well. So we're going to talk about that. And also we're going to get on the whole entire R. Kelly scandal because there's been some people that have came out and said that he is holding young girls against their will. He's been manipulating them and, and pretty much not allowing them to leave his quote-unquote harem. So he has like a little quote-unquote harem of girls that he's keeping, like like he's a low-budget um, Hugh Hefner. So we're going to get on that. And we're going to talk about the entire Usher um, herpes scandal. I, I don't know if you guys heard, there have been two women that have came out and that have alleged that Usher Raymond has, the, the, the singer Usher Raymond has infected them with the herpes virus. So wow. these women um, are suing him for millions of dollars. But we're going to talk about that and link it up with the whole um, concept of sexual responsibility because at what point do you become responsible of your own sexual health and well-being. So we're going to talk about that because I think we live in a society where we always want to put the blame on other people. Like you said, personal responsibility and accountability goes a long way. We're going to talk about that. Right. Um, Real Housewives of Atlanta news, we're going to talk about um, some of that. Um, Nene and Kim are coming back to the show for the 10th season and Phaedra Parks is in another scandal and she is no longer on the show. Now, as far as sports, we're just going to talk about um, with the NFL season around the corner. Um, you know, I don't, but I want to talk about uh, the whole Kaepernick possibly signing on with the Ravens. You know, I last I don't think they are going to bring him on with the Ravens. But we're going to that. And he also, like Vic made some comments. This is like about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks. But you can play ball. You need to change your image to um, do X, Y, and Z so that you can become more marketable. So we talk about because I I feel that that was very problematic, and you know, and it's it, it's the level of hypocrisy behind Mike Vick even trying to preach telling them how to maintain their image. And also, we're going to talk about some local news dealing with the shooting that took place at a funeral procession a couple weeks ago. Um, It it was surrounding the death of the young lady that was shot um, right outside of Long's Bakery. And the funeral took place at my church. And um, I guess three people were shot at the funeral procession because her, uh, I believe her, Cousin, I got. We're gonna read the article. I got to get that right. But we're gonna read read the article together because um, some of these articles I found them. So we're gonna read them together. We're gonna dissect them and we're gonna talk about everything in the article. So, but anyways, he was involved with some shady businesses, uh, shady business around the city. You know, his name has been you know underground stuff in the city. So 
we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about how your lifestyle and the things that you do can affect the people that you care about. So we're going to talk about that. And if we have time, I want to get to a question, what constitutes cheating? Now, I posted this question up on Facebook about a week ago, and I had a flood of responses. So I'm going to talk about some of these responses, and we're going to wrap the show up with that. Now, if we don't get to a lot of this stuff, we're going to carry it over to the next show, or we just might not just get to it. There's just so much to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about uh, what's going on in the church, a lot of foolishness going on, a lot of these pastors out here getting caught up with these women on the side. They married, but they're getting caught up. Like Ma Bryant, we're going to talk about Juanita Bynum and her fake degree. She, she, she's wanting you to pay $300 to go to a banquet that she's having for her graduation, but we can't. We, we need to see the receipts of where you went to school to get a doctorate degree and all this other stuff. So we're going to talk about that. Um, let me go if anybody else is joining the line. I think he's just joined the line. See, is this you? It is. All right. How are you? It's been a long time. I know. I'm doing great. Just glad to to be on and share in with the show. So I'm looking forward to, you know, to discuss all the topics and have a good time. Yes. And I was just telling, um, we started off the show, I said, you know what? I, I said, this year has been a better year because I've learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about other people. And it's called, like mm-hmm. I said, it's, it's all about weeding. Garden. You know how you have to weed the garden. You have to uh, nourish and nurture the garden if you want to flourish and thrive. And I think that's what we have to do in life. We have to pull out all the negative people, all the negative influences, the people that don't really care about you. We have to get rid of that stuff. We have to pull that out of our garden you know, sometimes we have to go through things to get a better place in life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm really want. I'm gonna go get some of these articles pulled up. I'm work my way. So look, I'm gonna start off with the. I'll be able to talk about some of this. The church scandals going on. The church stand, we don't go into politics because that's something to say. Hey, brother. This is, I want to talk about, hey, uh, brother. Uh, yeah. Hey, see, are you having problems here, hearing Seneca? I, I'm getting a lot of breakup. Yes, I was just about to say, yes, it, it is a little staticky, um, and it is breaking up just a little bit. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you, but it, it just keeps. Um, yeah, it keeps breaking, breaking up. up like really uh, you're going through. Yeah, like you're going through a bad signal area. Like if you mm-hmm. had Sprint as your service provider. <laughs> Ooh, the shade. Well, I'm on this microphone, so. Um. What about now? Maybe. Well, they keep keep talking. Maybe I need to talk into the mic like this. Yeah. Yeah, you're sounding better now. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe I need to speak right into this mic. Um. Okay. But yeah, is that better? Much. As of now, yes. Okay. Um. 
So what was the last thing you heard me say? Uh, we, you were starting on the church thing. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, we're going to talk about the um, um, scandals going on in the church. I'm going to talk about Bishop Jamal Bryant. Um, he has, you know, he, he he's a well-known pastor from Baltimore, Maryland, and he does a lot of um, outreach reach, um, work in the community. He, he, he does a lot of things dealing with social justice, and he... But yet, a lot of his, his, his works are being drowned out by the fact that he is constantly being brought up in sexual scandals. And the reason who claims that he has been uh, physically abusive to her, now mind you, this isn't even his wife. He has stalked her. He has choked her in awesome so we're going to get to that. I got to pull up some articles real quick. I'm going to go to a song real quick. If y'all, y'all can bear with me for a second. Um, just let me know throughout the show if the audio breaks up because I'm on this, um, I'm on this uh, microphone, this new microphone. So I got to learn how to get these settings right. So just let me know um, at any point if the audio is not clear. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to some childish, I'm, I'm going to go to, uh, what's this, yeah, I'm going to go to the song I Stay Woke, and then when we come back, we're going to jump right into the show. All right, let's get this thing started.
said it. I said it, da da. I said it, da da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All pink Starbucks? You, you ain't hear the way I said it though. All pink Starbucks. Like, you can't, you can't even explain or, or pronounce the burst. It's all pink Starbucks. Like, Shibby dooby doo 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 Shibby dooby doo 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 Shibby doo 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 Brought to you by the Earth Coalition of Freelancers, where we shine the light. Um, we are back. We're going to jump into our content. Break it up again. Now, before the break, can you guys hear me still? You're breaking up again really bad. I might have to call in on my phone. Because I don't know what's going on. This microphone. Wait a minute. Give me a second, y'all. Wait. Setting to settings to this. Uh, yeah. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Yes. Oh. Yeah, okay, that's bad. Um, it's been a conversation. Or, um, six four four. Are you just listening, or are you wanting to break it up? I am uh, going to participate. trying to do this wireless tonight well um calling in from my computer so i don't know what's going on but just bear with me tonight um and i have to see what's going on with this because i don't know okay um yeah um we're going to talk about jamal bryant um see pretty much you probably heard of pastor jamal bryant before right Yes. Okay. Um, he has been caught up in another scandal, and um, from the 
Uh, it's from S, and it is entitled, Why Are We Making Excuses for Pastor Jamal um, this our article was written back in May, um, and um, it was written by Demetria Lucas, and, and I guess she was writing about this recent scandal that is still is ongoing right now, um, and it's and it's currently in the court system. So, uh, this is that that article. From Baltimore Pastor Jamal Bryant is the is in the center of another alleged controversy, depending on whom you may ask. This time, Latoya Shanti, a 34 Los Angeles-based masseuse, is accusing the infamous minister of fathering her 10-month-old son, according to the Baltimore Sun. claims that Brian has failed to financially support the child. Brian, who leads the influent Influential Empowerment Temple responded to the latest claims in a account. Keep praying for me because unlike others, I actually need it. Bryant said um, this to the social audience who really just wanted yes or no to the question. Are you the daddy? Bryant said his lawyers advised him not to comment, quote, in depth, unquote, but said that he would address the issue head on at a later date. Bryant also said when there has to be said, you hear you will not have to look for a secondary source. Um, reaction to the latest allegations about Bryant, who ran for Congress in September, but would have been mixed. There's the camp who finds the allegations hardly scandalous. Unlike the time Brian admitted to cheating on his wife, then at the time was Brian the housewives of Potomac. Currently married, he is a single man who allegedly has sex that resulted in a child. This is hardly a unique occurrence. Okay, I'm a because first of all. How are you going to say that this is a unique occurrence when y'all the man was preaching against having babies out of that lot? And right now he is dating the singer Tweet. So, yeah, that's going on. But th- I just had to stop there because people are not making a big deal out of this, but this is the same person that preached against stuff. Okay. Then there are those who say Bryant has gone too far. He is a man, yes, but also a minister and should be held to a higher standard. This camp would say that Bryant repeated lack of self-control for Bryant to step down from the pulpit. In his recent video, Bryant stated, the worst mistake you can ever make is to repeat that exact same mistake. And I recognize uh I recognize Brian's humanity and human imperfection. We all fall short. However, this is Brian's second scandal, scandal involving him humping around. Enough is enough. And then it goes on to say, um, I don't understand folks making excuses for Brian. I've heard of Christian folks dragging women in the church for, for so much less. Erica Campbell 
and Yolanda Adams catch hell about the curse. But yet a pastor can allegedly impregnate a woman that isn't even his wife, and there's a stampede of folks willing to defend him. If Pastor Bryant were a woman, can you imagine what backlash he get? Pick a minister who admitted to cheating on her husband, and then later, as a single woman becomes pregnant, the exodus from her church pews would rival the ill out there. Now we're going to get to the most recent scandal. Now this article is from Hollywood Gossip. Well, this was written on the 18th of July. This article is entitled Jamal Bryant of Stalking Abuse Harassment. A woman has granted a temporary has been granted a temporary order of protection against megachurch pastor Jamal Bryant after she accused him of stalking. A copy of the protection filed by the woman by the name of Jennifer Wright was sent to Rolling Out magazine along with an anonymous email that reads Quote, it is sad when a person calls themselves shepherd of a flock, but privately he is abused, stalking. It has that, that I go to the police. Jamal Bryant is just pure evil, and people continue to adore him. So, what's going on with Jamal Bryant right now? No. We have all this going on, and then we have Juanita Bynum. And I was just talking to um, my friends that I've met on um, YouTube, and he's gotten the inside scoop of what's been going on with Juanita Bynum. And I'm hoping I can get him on the show in the next couple of weeks. But there's just a lot of shadiness going on in the black church right now. And a lot of people are... Um, starting to see right through these so-called men and women of God, because a lot of them are abusing their power and they're abusing the people's uh, pocketbooks. They're 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 draining you from all your resources, and pretty much they they try to use the word of God to justify them doing this. So we we were talking about some of this stuff last week. What do you feel about? This so-called man of God being caught up in this scandal. Well, uh, I'll start here. He actually, well, he knows what he's doing. You know, he knows um, what it is that he wants, and he knows what he wants to do. But the reality of the matter is, is that he doesn't care, and. I feel like he has gotten to a place in his life now as as far as the gospel scene is concerned, and he feels like he has a lot of supporters and followers, and, you know, he feels like he is infallible, because that's one thing I was saying to you when we talked about it. Right. Um, and so, you know, now, you know, he gets out here and he does that, and I feel like he forgot point in which he came from, you know, because he had to start from the bottom where everybody does and make his way up to the top with music and with all of it, not just with music, but 
you know, just, just with the things that he does. And so right. now with him being where he wants to be status-wise, he goes out there and he does all this, all of these things. And so now he has actually just forgotten where he's come from. And so now is the point where he's probably like, okay, dang, I done got out here and I done done this stuff. Now what do I do? But the fact of the matter is that I don't think he has truly learned yet. You know, because with all these scandals that keep going on, because the scandal after scandal, and the question is, is when do you learn? So, you know, I don't think that he has learned yet, and now I'm I'm still at the point um, of thinking that he just doesn't care. And so my question is, is that, like, is, is there any turning from this? Well, I feel like, you know, he can redeem himself, you know, as, any person can that does things like that, and will people forgive him? Will his supporters leave him? Nine times out of ten, they may, and nine times nine times out of ten, they may not. But it's the point of stopping what you're doing, turning around, and not doing it again. Because the thing is that when he gets knocked off of his behind, and these supporters leave him, then what does he have? He has nothing. <laughs> So, um, yes, I really think that he really needs to straighten his act up because getting out there doing stuff like that and, you know, you you have a pastor in front of your name, you know, and uh, you are the shepherd of your church. So, um, and there are people that look to you for guidance and, you know, you're responsible for preaching the word. But when people see that and see these scandals and hear the things that you're saying and that you're doing, you know, you will lose a lot of respect. So, um, yes, so I really think he needs to straighten his act up now. Let me ask you this. Do you feel that there is a double standard as far as male pastors and just women in general? Because so many times, you know, women demonize what the smallest thing. They're demonized by what they wear. They demonize if they they talk a certain way. I mean, if you, you know, they have to mind their P's and Q's and cross their eyes, I mean, cross, dot their eyes and cross their P's at all times. But these male pastors can get away with practically, they probably even get away with murder in or accountability in the church. So do you think there is a double standard when it comes to these male pastors? Well, well, um, I really do believe, yes, because I really believe that um, because of the name and their uh, status level is the reason why a lot of these pastors are able to get away with uh, all these things that they're doing. And, you know, sometimes there's a simple, I'm sorry, and, you know, I don't, and I would never do this again that will allow them to um, to duck and dodge the actual penalty for the crime that they committed. So, um, so I really believe that um, you know okay. that if he uh, says the right words or whatever the case may be, that he will get off. And you know, and I think that it's wrong because I think that you know he really needs to face consequences for the things that he's done, but. Will he get off? I really believe that he will. And it's all because of his status. So, yep. and is it wrong? Yes, it is wrong. 
And that's if and very unfortunate. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. If I may interject, this is Tasha. Um, I was. Uh, I don't believe that there is a double standard. I just believe that what happens a lot of times is when you are a person, as he said, in the status that um, he currently uh, is in, or anybody for that matter, you are subjected to this type of behavior from people. People have false expectations of how you should treat them or how you should talk with them. But I think the biggest mistake that um, he's made is to allow himself to be in the presence of uh, people, suspecting people. Because the comment she made that you read of, uh, at the beginning of this show uh, from this uh, female says, it is sad when a person called themselves the shepherd of a flock, but privately, at what time should a pastor be with a woman privately? See, that's what happens a lot of times. We, mm. are, we forget that we are people too. I mean, a pastor should never forget that he is a man. And uh, because he's a man, he will automatically subject himself to this type of, um, uh, I'm going to say fanfare for lack of better words, <laughs> but people that, that it, it's unwanted. So it, it can't be absolutely proven at this point, or it's not been proven at this point, that it actually happened. But because of his status and because of his ability to move around easily, he can, you know, get he can fly, he can get away, he can he's he's um uh because of that they have to attack him, meaning the court the judicial system has to attack them the way that they do. And that's to put a hold on anything that they might consider doing. You know they're great flight risk, right? But uh I don't believe a pastor would just leave his flock that way or leave all of that He's helped to create or build, but the judicial system doesn't think that way, and people have gotten accustomed to, as they read about it, as they look at the news, and, and or they might even have it happen in their own uh, environment where they witnessed it. But when you have that, where you see that you have this great big pastor of this mega church, and this, you know, the, and you you allow yourself to be subjected to these people privately. You just can't do it. They just haven't learned yet. They have not learned yet. And I'm just gonna speak as a woman. Sometimes we, we as women can think just because we're getting that private time from a man, or a man is paying us some attention, we might think. Uh, that he's thinking one way when he actually is not. As mm-hmm. a pastor, he could have just been fulfilling his responsibility as a pastor. But it's a shame that, uh, you know, years ago, you pastor, you could go to your pastor, you could talk to him, he could minister to you, and it didn't have to be anybody else around. But today is different. And we cannot afford to put ourselves out there like that. So I'm very prayerful for him 
And I hope that the truth is, is unveiled, um, you know, in this situation for him. I wasn't there. I can't say that he did. I can't say that he didn't. But one thing I do believe, I believe that he opened himself up and allowed himself to be in a private environment with this person. I do believe mm-hmm. that. And that sometimes that can be easily won. But, you know, so if he's guilty of anything, that is what I believe that he was guilty of. And for that, he has to suffer the consequences. Right. JR? JR, you yes, have anything sir. that you would like to say? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I love nothing more than a good scandal. <laughs> so, you know, a pastor of a church having an affair, is there's nothing new about that, okay? So here, here's what the thing is. I, I agree with some of what was said, and I disagree with a lot of what was said. For the, for the reason that the person should take self-accountability for their very actions. No matter what the status symbol of that person is, whether they're a politician, a pastor, an actor, a rock star, you know, or a bum on the street, the one thing in life that everybody has absolute, the key word in this is absolute control over are the decisions that they make in life, okay? With that being said, if the man did this and the man is guilty. He deserves to whatever retribution comes his way because he took his position of power, his position of trust, and just took advantage of it. It's no different than that senator back during the Clinton era. What was his name? The whole Chandra Levy scandal, the intern that was found dead from New York. You know, Mm -hmm. it's no different than this. You know, the guy was having an extramarital affair, she threatened to go out, got killed. Well, I mean, with the exception that these women ain't dead. That's about the only difference. Now, with all that being said, comes this. We got to understand this. When it comes down to it, no matter what the title of the person is, carnal knowledge is in all of us. Original sin is in all of us, you know, um, and when you have a pastor that's been continuously in scandals after scandal after scandal, what that tells you is that that pastor's not a shepherd but a wolf, okay? They, you know, check it out, check it out. Truth is truth. Truth is clear. Lucifer himself was God's greatest and most beautiful angel. He is the morning star. He is so beautiful that you can overlook the fact he's not a devil with horns as most people portray him. He he is an angel of pure beauty. Thus why people fall for the lies of Lucifer. All right? Now I'm I'm a religious person. I'm not a person that goes to a church. Faith to me is a private ordeal between me and the Almighty Himself. I don't believe in having a middleman to tell me what I should believe in and what I should not. 
So that's that, you know. But if the man did this and he is found guilty without a shadow of doubt, he should lose it all. Look throughout history. Jim Baker, fallen from grace. You know, I mean, you could go, you know, pastor after pastor after pastor. No matter how much good you do in the world, one bad thing, that's going to be what you're going to be remembered for. It takes a lifetime to build a, uh, to build a legacy and one mistake to build a reputation. Mm-hmm. That's all I got on that. You know? Yeah. I, I, got, I hold no ill will towards the man. I don't know him on a personal basis. He may be a wonderful guy on a personal basis. You know? But, you know, it, there, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, odds are it's a duck. And right now there's a lot of smoke showing that there's fire somewhere in there. You know, we we all have fallen at some point. We all have fallen for something or someone. And obviously he keeps making the same mistakes. Do, do we call it a mistake or do we call it he hasn't learned his lesson yet? That he keeps making the same mistake. The man could be legitimately insane. Keeps making the same mistake, you know. Again, I don't know him. I don't know much about him. I'm just speaking based on, you know, the story that I heard and based on my own mistakes in life. Do I still make them mistakes? Absolutely not. You know, I ended up learning at some point. Obviously, this man has not found his point, and I hope he does. If he's truly a man of God, he should be held to a higher standard. We hold our rock stars, our actors, all the our athletes. How many athletes do you hear stories of? And athletes are people. Most of them are young guys straight out of college. Still, now the difference is that they're making the big bucks. So they got the college attitude and got millions of dollars in contracts? Of course they're going to act a fool, you know? Sure, yes, a pastor should be held to a higher standard. He absolutely should. If you are going to sit there and condemn me for my past and my mistakes, by God, you better have it right, you know? That's all I got on that. It's just that simple. You know, there's there's no dress... And, and this is what I, I want to know. Um, at what point do we start holding responsible? Because, you know, um, you even look at the whole scandal, and I always go back to this, you know, um, the whole entire Bishop Eddie Long scandal. These people knew that this man was engaged in the behavior. He was taking the church's funds, and he was he was fun, this extravagant lifestyle, spending it on boys, and the church accepted this. They kept him in leadership. So, you know, this is my thing, and I'm not sure what to do, but my thing is the church is the new hustle because you can you can you can go in there and claim that you the man or woman of God. You can rob the people blind, sleep with their children. You I mean you can do all manner of evil, but the church will turn a blind eye and they will forgive you. And everybody has this thing of 
touch not my anoint and do my prophet no harm. And this is my thing. Would a prophet of God, a true man or woman of God, would they be engaging in this type of fools? Like, would they be engaged in this type of negative behavior? If they are truly called and sent by God. So we need to ask these questions and draw the line in the sand and say enough is enough. You know, uh, well, when are we going to uh, demand more out of our leaders? And when are we going to hold them accountable? If they're engaging in criminal activity, they need to pay. They need to be accountable just like anybody else. See, and not just that, but I, I wanted to throw one more little thing in this. And that's that at what point did the church lose its way? Did the church put become a business for him? All of a sudden, it's no longer about preaching. It's now become about the lifestyle, the suits, the money. You know, and I'll give you a good example. Someone that's kept it clean up to this point, but it's definitely a business to him, Joel Osteen. Have you seen this man's church? You know, you know every Sunday he's bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, but you know he he's kept he's kept his show clean, no scandals. You know, but but at some point it becomes a business, and that's where the church loses its way. Right. You know, and right. it becomes about the almighty dollar. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just wanting to wrap this topic up because we got a lot more to discuss. Anybody else have any last minute comments or I mean thoughts on this issue before we move on? Because I mean this is a topic. This is a topic within itself. We can do a whole show on this. But I was just wondering, are you guys ready to move on? Mm-hmm. I did. I just wanted to wrap up saying that I believe that um, he should be held uh, at a higher standard. In the church, but when it comes to the law of the land, he should be judged by the same standards as anyone else. He is just—he's a mere man when it comes to uh, when it comes to the law of the land. Right, and I and I totally agree with that. All right, um, the next topic I want to discuss before we get into politics because I want to talk about. Um, Donald Trump coming out, he was um, addressing uh, the public. He was in uh, talking about he, he wanted to uh, come down hard on gang members, particularly those that are in the MS-13 gang. And um, I wanted to talk about how he uh, – some, some controversial comments that he made during that speech. So we don't get to that in a minute, but I want to first talk about the entire – Usher Raymond scandal currently that is happening. Now, for those of you who know Usher, he's been around in the music scene for years, and um, he is quite the ladies' man. And but there's been some tea that has been exposed about him. Um, Usher, I believe, back in 2010, he tested positive for herpes. The herpes uh, virus, and uh, a woman is ele- well. Actually, two women have came out alleging that they have been infected by Usher Raymond. Now, one of the women 
that alleges that Usher infected her with the virus is uh, the bridesmaid in his wedding. Now, Tamika Raymond, his his ex-wife, this was this was like one of her best friends, and it was alleged that she had been having an affair with Usher clear up to the date of their wedding. So, um, long story short, you know, he left her for the jump off. So now the jump off is trying to sue Usher because she contracted the herpes virus and she claims that Usher is the one that gave it to her. Now, I'm going to pause right there. Now, I'm going to jump to another aspect or other part of this story, and we're going link, to link the two back together. We're going to link it back together. Now, there's another woman that has – now, she's suing him for $1.1 million. Now, another woman that has had – I guess she has had, like, um, a sexual encounter with Usher, she heard about the case, and – she was like, wow, I was with, with Usher too. So I think she got a little greedy and she felt that she saw this gravy train coming. So she she thought that she was going to jump on board and get some uh, get some of this action. She was going to get some of this work. So she alleges that she has had a sexual relationship, sexual encounter. I'm not going to say relationship, just a sexual encounter with Usher and that uh, she was suing him Now first when it came out She was just suing him For the simple fact that She had sex with him And she was trying to get 10 million dollars Out of him And they did have From what I from what I heard That they did have unprotected sex And At the time she didn't know that she was uh, Positive for the virus But she just wanted the $10 million off of the fact alone that he, quote unquote, put her at risk. Now, after that, she, she went to have a round of testing and she did come back positive for the herpes virus. So she bumped that $10 million up to $20 million. So now she is trying to sue Usher Raymond for $20 million. Now, um, a lot of people are dragging. Uh, the the lady that the original jump out they're dragging her because while they were saying like how are you for one going to sleep with your best man I mean your best friend's husband like how why you know what I'm saying and, and and a lot of people actually have gone far far enough to say like girl you you deserve everything that you that you're currently getting because you put yourself in that situation. But Usher knew for years, like even after you know they separated and stuff like that, that he you know separated from his wife, that he had this virus and he's been out here sleeping with people and not telling them. So it just brought up a like a huge issue of personal accountability. Whose responsibility is it to protect protect yourself? Like is it, is it your responsibility or should you depend on the other person? That's the big issue that is really being been uh is being asked right now. And there's been several people that have came to Usher's defense because a lot of people are dragging Usher right now too. 
they're clowning us, Usher and stuff like that. There's been a lot of jokes about the song Let It Burn, all that crap. But um, the game has came out to defend him, and of course, Miss Thirsty as Amber Rose. Like so she, she, she's the one that's into the slut. She, she doesn't like women being slut shamed and this, that, and the other. You know, Miss, Miss Attention Thinking Amber Rose. She has came to their defense. Now, and I can see on both sides of the, the coin. Like you know, a lot of people are your, your fans one day, and then the next day, they're totally against you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 you know, everybody love, love Usher's music and this, that, and the other, and now everybody's clowning him. So, it's, it's, it's just crazy. Like, um, so, I was wondering, what do you guys feel about this entire situation with Usher? And do you think these women deserve to get any type of financial gain from this? Because let me tell you something. There are people out here that are getting burned every day with diseases. People are out here mm-hmm. contracting all types of sexually transmitted diseases, but yet you do not see these people flooding the the judicial system with these outlandish uh, lawsuits. You know what I'm saying? So do you think that they are really wanting to sue Usher because, you know, they have all this distress, all this, this, that, or do you think they're looking for a come up? That's what I want to know. Well, I'm going to say this. Um, both of them are, should be held accountable for their actions. But when you look at the actual situation, you have Usher that knew that he was infected with this disease and should have been responsible enough and said, you know, no, this, no, I don't want to do this because, you know, I got some things going on with me or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. But with something that you had read, she wanted to initially sue him for the $10 million because um, he put her at risk of having it, which means that she knew that he had it. But now that you have it, you want to up the amount that you're requesting. So, no, she does not deserve not one thing because when she took the initial action with him, she knew that he was infected. So why, so, you know, why would you go through with it? And my thing is, okay, did you go through with it because, you knew that if you would get infected that your chance of getting more money, you know, uh, would be a go? Or, you know, were you just doing it because, hey, it's a Sharaman here, you know, and this is going to make me famous? Um, and my stance on it is that she done it because she was plumb stupid because you right. knew that he, that he was infected. And so, you know, so I don't think that there, me personally, I don't think that there's any court system out here, and I may be wrong, but when they read this and they read the fact and the testimony and stuff like that and see that she specifically said that he put me at risk and I want this amount, I don't believe in my heart that they're going to give her any money, not one day. <laughs> Because she knew what she was getting into. She knew that he had And let me say this. Like, you chose to have unprotected sex. 
Mm-hmm. Now, you you can't in this age, this day and time, you know, and, and it's not like the and I'm I'm just gonna say this too. Ain't like he exposed you to HIV. Like, girl, mm-hmm. like get on some medication and, and, and just call the day. Like seriously, like you're acting like this man exposed you to the HIV virus, which today like that's not even that's not even really a death sentence. What I'm saying is like, girl, mm-hmm. and the reason why I said it is like herpes is a very common STD, believe it or not. A lot of people, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people don't want to talk about this, but it's very prominent and very prevalent. And the thing about it is like you can be asymptomatic for years and not even know that you had the virus. So this is mm-hmm. my thing. We were talking about this, see. She needs to show the receipts because she have this virus lying dormant in her system prior to mm-hmm. hooking up with Usher. You right. see what I'm saying? Because you can have that virus for, for many years. You don't know. It's, and that's why it's hard to trace the origin of it. Especially if you have been mm-hmm. a very promiscuous person, you sometimes do not know. And that's my thing. And that's why I agree with you, see, it's going to be very difficult for her to prove her case because you're asking for right. this god awful amount of money, but you're going to have to have your ducks in a row when you come to, mm-hmm. you know, you approach the court system asking them to rule in your life for $20 million. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, it, and, this is, and this is what I'm saying, too. Now, you're going to have a lot of opportunists now. Now, this, this is mm-hmm. all transpired in the last couple of weeks. Now, you're going to have a lot of opportunist women that, that they've been with us. I need to even know, have you even been in a sexual relationship with us? Now, because you know, like we were talking, see, you have some people out here that are so vindictive. They'll take pictures with celebrities and they'll take pictures with, you know, videos around them. Talking about, hey, I know this celebrity and I know this, that, and the other. And these people do right. not care about these people. They want to do anything they can do to come up in the world. You see what I'm saying? You have a lot of women that will get pregnant by celebrities. You have a lot of people. Like, they even Drake right now has all these women out here. And I haven't heard anything else about it. Talking about there was a, a couple of women, like, escort stuff that said that they are pregnant by him. So, the thing is, Y'all out here hitting it wrong, having unprotected sex, and then you wonder why you contract all these diseases. You wonder why you get all these women pregnant, and you wonder why you're all in these scandals. Like, I feel sorry for mm-hmm. us to not don't because you were out here doing your wife dirty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now it's come home. To, chickens have come home to roost. But what you put out there in the universe is going to come back to you. Now, you out here doing all this dirt, and this this girl that was supposed to be one of the bridesmaids is sitting up here having mm. an affair with you, so she's getting what she deserves. Like, you know, I, I don't feel, you know, I really don't feel sorry for neither one of them. And then this Jane Doe, mm-hmm. like, she doesn't even want to name her name. Like, but you want you want $20 million, you're going to make these claims, but you don't even want to be woman enough you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be woman enough right. to put your name out there and say, "Hey, I'm gonna stand by," but I, you know, a lad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's real sketchy to me. <laughs> oh yes, you know this. This is just a means for her to get some 
money in her pocket, and that's really all that she wants, you know, because mm-hmm. you're right. You know, we don't know if she had it first, and then she gave it to him, or if he had it, and then he gave it to her, you know. So, yeah, so that's something that really does need to be proven. But, you know, she knew who her um, best friend or her friend was actually marrying and so she was like okay well this is a chance for me to you know get my little chance with Usher mm-hmm. Raymond you know he's a he's a um R&B artist you know he has all the sales he got money so I really believe that this is something that was probably premeditated, you know, and she mm-hmm. thought about it for a long time, and she's like, okay, now it's time to act on it. She got out there and, and acted on it, and I think that she's just trying to um, um, just put her plan into play. So. All right. Ms. Asha, do you have any commentary about this particular situation? And I'm going to come to you, JR. Okay. JR, do you have anything? Well, you know, I I do it ain't much. I I, I enjoyed Usher's music throughout the years, you know. But here's, God damn. Uh, I I remember a long time ago hearing a story about a friend of mine telling me a story about how he had this chick come up to him. And was hitting on him, saying, you know, she wanted to sleep with him and all this and that, right? And at said time, uh, he was a burner. He had contracted uh, a gonorrhea, you know? But he told her that he was a burner, right? And the chick mm. said, screw it. That, that's what they got penicillin for. Ooh. Now... Yeah, right, right, right. So with that being said, that's a true story. God, I swear. Uh, anyways, now with all that being said, when when somebody has got when somebody's a burner, and they're a documented burner, they're known to have said disease. Okay, uh, it's like you said, herpes ain't in the, the end of the world. Worst case scenario, you're on Valtrex and have a breakout every now and again, but. Still, uh, what kind? What? Still, let, let's think about this for one quick minute. That's messed up. That's that's you messed know, up. What, what? What? What kind of morals did that person have? You know, can we really blame Usher in this ordeal? You know, it. it I mean, I, I'm speaking from a guy's perspective here. You know. Mm-hmm. To the, the whole ordeal what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, let's just go ahead and say it's kind of the same thing whenever you have a bridesmaid that wants to hook up, you know, and she's willing to be the side chick, keep it quiet. Hey, man, that's that's a dream shot. You know, it's a it's a it's a guarantee he wouldn't say no. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or at least next to it. But for her to offer it, knowing that he's marrying her friend, and yet, like you said, not wanting to put her name out there, she's willing to let out the story. But please keep my name anonymous. Yeah, you know what? What the hell do you got to lose? I doubt their friend. You know, the friendship is still active. I highly right. doubt it. 
maybe she was trying to get pregnant and hook up for that big payday. You know, Ooh. get them 19 years plus of child support. Maybe mm. that's what it was. And it failed. You know, so now she's saying, hey, this, this, and this, I need this amount of money. You know, is it going to be hard for her to win? No, not at all. Not at all. Because, mm-hmm. and I'll explain, Picture are insured for these very reasons. It is much cheaper for them to have that payout through their insurance that they take out on themselves and the record labels to pay it out than it would be mm-hmm. to take said case to court, which then it's a trickle-down effect. Effect. X artist is sued for this amount because of this. Well, he's with this label and this and that and this producer and so on. All of a sudden, everyone starts suffering from that. Whereas if right. they just pay out the couple of mil, that's pennies on the dollar. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, can she find a jury? Absolutely. Look, in 1995 in the state of California, okay, where's Usher live at nowadays? Uh, I meant um, to ask I'm really that. Sure. Okay, well, in the state of California in 1995, there was a lawsuit that happened, a civil lawsuit, where a burglar was breaking into this home in Laguna Niguel, which is a very, very wealthy area. All right? It, it, next to Hollywood, it's one of the more expensive areas <clears> to <throat> live in. And uh, he was breaking into a home. Get this, get this, because, you know, I just love stupid criminal stories. He was breaking into his home by cutting a solar panel open, okay, through the roof. The solar panel's up, installed in the roof, right? So he cuts it open. The thing gives. He falls right through, lands on an island in the kitchen, okay? When he lands on this island, he broke a few bones, but what ended up happening was the lady that lived there, it was an elderly lady in her late 80s, or early 80s at that time. Surely she's passed away since. But uh, she had this knife that she had cleaned up, and it went clear through the guy's leg, paralyzing mm-hmm. him for life. Okay? To me, that's karma. Okay? The guy goes to jail. And from jail, he lawyers up and sues. And he ends up suing this lady for $10 million, okay, and wins under the defense that he's got no opportunity in life and all he's ever known how to do is to be a thief. And because of her carelessness of leaving that butcher knife out and not putting it in the proper stand, he can never be a thief again, even if he gets out of prison and won. Mm-mm-mm. And if I can say something real quick, but out of all due respect, you know, this is the Usher Raymond issue. And my thing about this is is that, you know, this is a disease and what you were talking about was something totally different than what we're talking about. And we're and we're not gonna just say that it's you know, that it's just one person's fault. We're looking at the fact that both of them were both. negligent yeah. because, Essential. you know, both Absolutely. of them play a part because of the simple fact that whether if it was Usher that had it first or whether if it was her, 
both of them knew that somebody had something, and they both slept with each other. So, you right. know, we're not talking about somebody being stabbed and all this kind of stuff. We're talking about somebody contracting a disease and whether or not it's going to hold up in court. And because both of them knew that both of them had or that one person had something, both of them knew that somebody had something, they're not going to win anything. And, and now, I truly now, see, see, that's why I that. disagree. That's what that's where I disagree because the question and was funny. can she win? You have a right to can she win? And sh- and right and I right 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 and as we we've disagreed plenty of times, uh, but uh-huh. you know it can't, what I'm saying is that can she find a jury that will judge uh, you know rule in her favor? She absolutely could, absolutely could. It, there's she been more ridiculous if, if cases that have passed through. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, you say, and it's like I said, that that's why they're insured. You know, What'd the you artists say, are all insured for that very reason. Go, right. go ahead, now, see. I'm sorry. Now, what I'm what I'm reading is that um, there was um, he had paid the 1.1 million to settle the lawsuit that was with a stylist that claimed that he had infected her first with herpes, and then um, there was uh, there is. There was the fact that in 2009 uh, or 2010 that um, it, it it was uh, he was diagnosed with uh, having herpes in 2009-2010. So it really becomes really it's a technical issue as to the, the fact that he knowing he knew in 2009-2010 that he was, in fact, diagnosed with herpes. And I'm, I'm looking at the – I'm reading the article as, as I'm talking. So mm-hmm. – and, and this is according to court papers. So he has gone on record stating that he knew in 2009-2010 that he was diagnosed with herpes. So if, mm-hmm. if he did, in fact, have unprotected sex, with uh, anyone after that point mm-hmm. in time, he is liable. And yes. um, the uh, and I think what the gentleman was talking about when he asked about California, California is uh, this the the it says the lawsuit is clear in California. So see, there was no issue about that particular lawsuit because it was clear. It says and it is illegal to knowingly or recklessly transmit an STD which is what right. actually did happen. So, you know, but he told the young lady that he tested ne- tested negative. But he lied, so he, that means he lied to her. So there's a lot involved with that particular case. And, <laughs> and what I believe is, with the little knowledge that I have about the law, because he, he lied about several different things in this one case, I believe she will, in fact, be granted a higher dollar amount because of of what's happened. And so, you know, like I said, there's a lot involved, and I do believe that the money that she will receive in this case will be a lot higher. Now, in in speaking of the, like, that aspect of it, too, uh, there there is a criminal aspect of that, too, because... um, I know mm-hmm. in certain states, I know California is one of those states now. I don't have I don't know if it's passed, but they were saying you don't have to no long, any longer 
um, tell your partner of your HIV status or herpes status. But I know in most states, that's a felony offense to not disclose that. If someone chooses mm-hmm. to um, to seek out criminal charges for that, you can be um, you know you can be charged for that. So that's that's mm-hmm. that's the aspect of the case that we have to look at as well. Um, guys, we have somebody else online, and I, I want to see if they want to um, join in the conversation. Um, seven six five six five zero. Are you just listening, or do you have a comment? Uh, this is Kane. Right now, I'm just listening. I'm not, hey, not sure Kane. what you guys are talking about. Oh, okay. We're talking about a variety of things. Um, actually, I'm going to use this as a segue to go into our next story because I want to end on this story that happened. Locally, as you guys know about the young lady that was killed a few weeks ago um, on the west side of Indianapolis outside of Long's Bakery. We're going to talk about that situation. I have a couple of articles I want to read, but I want to move on to uh, we're not going to probably get to everything on the show, but I want to talk about uh, Trump suggesting that police should uh, let me get this right suggest that police should have rougher treatment of suspects. And I'm going to um, talk about that in context, in the context in which he made that, that statement. But we're going to go to a quick um, clip of actually saying this. And then when we get back, I'm going to read an article and then we're going to um, discuss it. So um, take a listen to this and I'm going to come back to the rest of my commentary. They have transformed peaceful parks and beautiful, quiet neighborhoods into blood-stained killing fields. They're animals. We cannot tolerate, as a society, the spilling of innocent, young, wonderful, vibrant people. But I have a simple message today for every gang member and criminal alien that are threatening so violently our people. We will find you, we will arrest you, we will jail you, and we will deport you. And when you see these towns and when you see these thugs being thrown into the back of a paddy wagon, you just see them thrown in, rough. I said, please don't be too nice. Like when you guys put somebody in the car and you're protecting their head, you know, the way you put their hand over. Like, don't hit their head and they've just killed somebody, don't hit their head. I said, you can take the hand away, okay? We need more resources from Congress, and we're getting them. Congress is actually opening up and really doing a job. They should have approved health care last night, but you can't have everything. Boy, oh boy. They've been working on that one for seven years. Can you believe that? The swamp. But we'll get it done. We're going to get it done. You know, I said from the beginning, let Obamacare implode and then do it. I turned out to be right. Let Obamacare implode. All right. Heard, um, Donald Trump, but I'm going. I, I refuse to even grant him 
the accolade of even calling him president Donald Trump. But you just heard Trump, Trump the Trump, pretty much um, go against. To me, I think he went against everything that the Constitution stands for and just what the judicial system stands for. Because in court of law, isn't it innocent until proven guilty? Now, you don't know if these people have committed crime. You don't know. Uh, you don't, you, you know, if you just sit there and give the green light for police to uh, treat suspects in an inhumane way, I just, I have a, I have a problem with that. But we're going to go to an article really quick, and then we're going we're gonna to discuss it more in depth. But this article comes from the Washington Post, and it is entitled, Trump Appears to Advocate Police Treatment of Suspects. And uh, and before we get, this, get started, you know, I guess his camp came behind him. You know, they always clean it, having to play the cleanup woman, or playing the cleanup role behind anything that he does because he's just such a messy and just like, you know, just tacky individual. Like, you know, I guess they were kind of all, he was joking. No, he was not joking. That man is not joking when he stands in front of people and makes that type of statement. So let's not get into that. Like, they're just trying to save face because he has gotten a lot of backlash since, since then. So this article um, reads, Talking tough on illegal immigration and violent crime, President Donald Trump appeared Friday to advocate rougher treatment of people in custody, speaking dismissively of the police practice of shielding their heads, shielding the heads of handcuffed suspects as they are being placed in patrol cars. Quote, don't be too nice, unquote, Trump told law enforcement officers in Suffolk County in New York during a visit to highlight the administration's effort to crack down on the street gang known as MS-13. The violent international group has terrorized communities on Long Island and in other parts of the country. The president urged Congress to find me to pay for 10,000 immigration and customs enforcement officers so we can quote-unquote eliminate MS-13. Uh, and the article goes on to say, Trump said his administration is removing these gang members from the United States, but said we'd like to get them out a lot faster when you see these thugs being thrown in the back of a paddy wagon. You just see them thrown in. Rough, I said. Please don't be too nice. Trump then spoke dismissively of the practice of which arresting officers shield their heads of handcuffed suspects as they are placed in police cars. Quote, I said you could just take the hand away, okay? He said, drawing applause from many in the audience, which include federal and law enforcement personnel from New York and New Jersey. Now, there's a problem right there because we've heard of a lot of um, police brutality in that region of the country and there's been a lot of people, you know, with the stop and frisk and, and just the police profiling there. You have these people applauding what he said. And these are supposed to be public servants. So we're going to get back to that in a minute. The Suffolk Police County 
um, Department said in a statement after Trump's speech that it has strict rules and procedures about how prisoners should be handled. Quote, violations of those rules and procedures are treated extremely seriously. As a department, we do not and will not tolerate roughing up our prisoners. The former chief of Suffolk Police Department, James Burke, was sentenced to nearly four years in prison last November for beating a handcuffed man in an interrogation room. Trump talks regularly about cracking down on MS-13 or Amara Salavatrucha. I don't really know how to say that. Um, the gang is believed to have originated in immigrant communities in Los Angeles in the 1980s and then entrenched itself in the Central Americas where the leaders were deported. It's known for violent tactics that include torturing victims and hacking them with machete. So I'm going to um, jump down. Uh, let's see. Trump's visit to his home of home state of New York came as Sessions was in El Salvador to increase an international cooperation against the gang. But the president did not mention Sessions in his remarks. His latest slight against the man he's publicly fuming at for recusing himself from all matters related to Russian election meddling. Um, yeah, Trump's comments about treatment of people in police custody resurrected memories of Freddie Gray, a 25-year-old Baltimore man who was shackled but alive when he was put into a Baltimore police van in April 2015. Gray left the vehicle with severe neck injuries and subsequently uh, died. Wait a minute. His subsequent death spawned rioting. Six officers were charged initially, but prosecutors in 2016 dropped all remaining charges after acquittals in a hung jury. So this is really uh, this this conversation and his comments go deeper than what we see on on the surface because when dealing with suspects. And we look at several cases, like there have been people that have sat in jail for years and that were clear because they were innocent. So every person that is apprehended by the police, they're not necessarily guilty. So, you know, you're targeting this, this Latino gang. So you're targeting, I mean, so what's next? Like you're targeting this group of people, you're targeting, targeting, uh, Immigrant, so who is he going to target next? That's why we have to look at this from the point of view. It's like, okay, it's them today, but who's to say it couldn't be you or your family or your loved ones or your group of people in the future? You know what I'm saying? So we have to look at this, and this is supposed to be the commander-in-chief making these comments. This is no laughing matter, and this is nothing that we should not um, just take lightly. Like this, this is really serious. And in the, in the fact that you have police officers that have been sworn in to protect and serve back there laughing as if this is a joke, it is very telling on the, the system that we, we are currently in. So I want to um, see, I was wondering what you guys have to say about his comments and what do you feel about this? Whoever wants to go first. 
He is clearly clearly promoting violence, okay? Um, You cannot um, square away an issue by promoting violence. And, you know, when you are um, an individual that is in office and, you know, you have been sworn in to run this country, you know, you have to run it, you know, with a sense of honesty, with a sense of respect, with a sense of compassion, and he doesn't have any of those aspects. So, you know, when he brings certain ideas and stuff to the table, he brings them um, without even understanding what it is that he's talking about. So um, I really believe that he's putting his personal feelings in there, you know, um, you know, maybe that's his personal feeling to go out there and just beat people, and he feels like that that is the answer to every question. They go out here, they rob some, beat them. They go out here, and they uh, take some from some, then you beat them. So that, so that is his mindset to beat people. <laughs> you know, because if that is your answer to everything or to any issue out here, you know, and you really ought to be ashamed of himself to even be someone that is held in office um, or that is holding an office and you are telling or you're giving permission to officers to go out here and be people. We already know um, the um, – okay, what's the word I want to use? We already know that there's a history out here of police brutality, but now you are giving them the okay to go ahead and to continue on when we have for years tried to stop this issue. So I don't know. He just he just really needs to be out of office. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say that. He really needs to be out of office. Yeah. You know, that kind of goes to uh, what Trump did back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s with the Central Park Five, you know, wanting their execution. And they were innocent, if I remember correctly. But I don't know if you guys re- recall that. What's that, Kane? Uh, do you remember the Central Park Five, the uh, uh, black and Latino teenagers accused of raping a woman in Central Park? Yeah. And they were, they were innocent, and Trump was calling for their execution. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, they and were innocent. Sheriff David Clark, the guy that uh, I mean, he's in the same vein as as Trump, you know, he he let a man die out, yeah. of, uh, from you know lack of water. Uh, a woman was in jail for, and she had complications with a pregnancy and lost her child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, wow. these guys they have no empathy; they just don't understand what their responsibility for upholding the law. As you said, um, uh, you know, the, some of these people, you're, they could be innocent. There's no mm-hmm. no call to, them, you know, like vermin or whatever, you know, uh, and uh, <clears throat> Freddie Gray, you know, he, he, was, he died because of the rough treatment. You know, they took the hand away from him, you know, shielding his head, figuratively speaking. Yeah. 
And it's just it's really really troubling. It's real really problematic. Those comments were very problematic. And you know, you're pretty much speaking in code. He's speaking in code, telling these people, giving them the green light to to just you know run amok. And you know, I uh, the an, an analogy that I like to use is um, if you think of a family and you think of your home. And you're the man of, and you're the man there at your household. And somebody knocks at your door. Do you just open your door and let people in, without knowing who they are or what they want, to jeopardize your family? That is what happened when uh, people voted for Trump. They opened the door and allowed in someone that knew nothing about what it was to be a president. He knew nothing about, excuse me, relationships. He knew nothing, not legitimate ones anyway. So that's what happened when America voted in someone as dangerous as he is, someone that is not knowledgeable, someone that does not have any common courtesy, no respect, no regard uh, no uh, compassion um, for anyone that's outside of his family. That is that is darkness to me. And uh, so, you know, I just I try to take the bitter with the sweet. And I always try to look at the positive side of things. And this is one time in my life that I have not been able to find not one thing positive about him. I looked at the success of his companies. There's failure in just about every mm-hmm. company that he's ever had. And it, yes. it's been failure. Every, even at the opening of a uh, majority of his companies, if you uh, do research on some, if you ever have the time, you'll see that very few were ever considered successful. And the couple, that was, the couple businesses that was considered successful was broke within a few years. And, you know, mm-hmm. that may, you, you have to think about that. You have to think about this person's mindset. And his theory is robbing Peter to pay Paul. That mm-hmm. is the, that's what makes him dangerous, the most dangerous, is because he's on a sinking ship. When you're on a sinking ship, you're going to grasp at everything that you think is going to give you life. And that's going to extend you. And that's why his dirty, underhanded dealings with the Russians and, and you know, and, and a host of other things. I just wanted to throw that one in there. But his uh, behavior regarding immigrants. Now, I do believe, here it is again, that you have to, you have to know who's coming into your house. You want to know who's coming in. Does it mean that you mistreat them or you're harsh to them? No, it does not. That just means that you take an, a little extra time to find out. So that little piece I agree with. Check out who it is that you're letting into your house. But you don't browbeat people. You don't, you know, there's a way of doing all things. Because the same people that you pass Pass up on your way up are the same people that you're going to have to pass up on your way down. 
So, you know, I just, you know, there's a lot, um, a lot wrong with, um, with, with, with Trump. And it's, it's nothing that we can fix. It's beyond anything that, that, that we could do for him. However, I think that the best thing that could ever happen to him is for him to be impeached. I, I think mm-hmm. that with that, you know how yeah. there's one time he stated, you know, he said, well, he said, um, I just, uh, he said, this is all I need. This is all I need. But one of the television spokesperson said, he said, uh, Mr. President, you just said that's all you needed. He said, what about the rest of the country? So, you know, mm-hmm. I listen to those things. I listen, You have to – I don't like listening to Trump a lot, but I do at times because I want to know where his mindset is. It's important for me to know that. So, but anyway, I just had to get my little two cent in on uh, our dear president. Don't you think he – Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this real quick. I'm, I'm going to let you jump because uh, I thought about this while you were talking. Do you think that he uses, even through King, we, we call this tactic being used, do you think that he uses people's fears to, mm-hmm. uh, you know how, how you, you give yeah. somebody like medicine or something like that, or you give like a dog, if you have to give him medicine, you, you, you kind of wrap it up in like some cheese or a hot dog. He uses what his agenda, he has to wrap it up in our fears and our, in our, in our worries and in our concerns, mm-hmm. do you think he used fear to eliminate? Uh, uh, I can't even say the word, but the low key kind of like interject his his belief system and something like you know what I'm saying? Like because we look at people like Hitler, Hitler did that. Like he he preyed on people's insecurities, their fears, their words, their concerns. Do you think he because he he used thirteen? Like I, I think he he used them to kind of. Push home a a bigger agenda. I, I feel. So, do you think that that's one of the, his tactics he does to? I mean, because he could probably get a lot of stuff passed like it by using that technique. Yeah. Like, you know, because a lot of people are are scared. You know, people are worried about gang violence. They're worried about um and this, that, and the other. You know, what I'm saying like, do you feel that's a tactic that he uses? Right. I agree. He does use it as a tactic. And if you notice, though, he he only targets those that he feels is already in power, like the police, like the different statuses of all the different men that he, the Russians. The, uh, there are other countries uh, that he proposed things to that, I, you know, if you get out there and read some of that, you'll you'll hear about some of the other countries that he tried to do the uh, with the same as he did Russia. However, yes, his but he is toothless. He is powerless, and you know it's just like a bully. That bully wants to keep. You know, he wants to go out there and just show himself, and and that bully wants to show himself when that bully is actually very afraid. And so he does that to put up a front. Mm-hmm. And, yes, Trump does that to put up a front. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people know it, but I don't <laughs> think that they have the power to do anything about it when, in fact, they do. 
I don't know if you heard my comment earlier, but I was asking if you guys, if you don't think um, he displays traits of a sociopath. I mean, he he lacks empathy. He uh, overcompensates for you know you know he he he's a child. You know he he behaves yeah. well, mo- like a most, child. Most most people of that type of wealth do have traits of sociopaths. You know. It, that that's psychology 101 you know people in that status and i'm not saying his presidential status i'm saying his uh financial status yeah mo- most ceos have got sociopathic tendencies yeah he, he has okay. had this my by my syndrome because he came into business with money from his, his dad. So he doesn't know what it's like to have to work and create and build um, to be anything. It was just handed to him. So he, he feels right. like money in his business they're his friends. So, yes, I believe his behavior is of a sociopath. It absolutely. And I couldn't believe that America could not see that. The man, he is, um, the man is of darkness. He's, he has a very dark soul. All right. If I if I if if I may, I'm going to jump in really quick. I've I've been listening to everybody, and God, I cannot believe that I'm about to say this. <laughs> uh, as Seneca know, knows me really well, and you know from the very beginning, I've been so anti-Trump. It, it's unreal. With that being said. I got to say two things about this whole ordeal. Number one, I've seen what the like, for example, this clip was about the likes of MS-13. Okay. So let's focus on MS-13 really quick. I've seen the things people in MS-13 do firsthand. You know, uh, they, this gang is nothing but rabid dogs around Central America and South and the U.S. In Central America, they post videos. You don't believe me? I'll give you the links. They post videos of them doing public executions in the middle of the streets, taking machetes to anyone that cooperates with the police, decapitating women and children, you know, t- tearing them limb from limb. And they proudly post it. Do I have pity on anything that happens to MS-13? Absolutely not. If it was up to me, I, I'd take a blowtorch to every member of them. All right, with that being said, with that being said, Trump is an absolute sociopath. I never liked him from the get-go. I voted third party. Now, you know, I I do believe 
God. You know, uh, and I believe this with my heart. He did this from the very primary where he was playing on people's emotions. He he wasn't talking to – he knew he was getting the right-wing vote. You know, in in politics, they're not going after the 20% that they got, nor the 20% they don't have. They're going after the 60% that's undecided. That's where the win or loss is going to happen. And, you know, Trump, I mean, just went after everything. He was saying – he, hey, Seneca remembers this. I was saying he was running a spaghetti campaign. He was throwing spaghetti against the uh-huh. wall to see what stuck. What sticks? You know, that's what he, that's what he was doing. He he was just sitting there playing on everybody's emotions. He was saying things that the people on the far right, okay, which is just as bad as the far left, in my opinion. I'm an independent. You know, the people on the far right were afraid to say, but the reason. That that worked this election, because believe me, if the Democrats would have ran anybody other than Hillary Clinton, they would have been in the presidency. The reason that worked this election is for the very reason that the left screwed up by all this time sitting there, political correctness and pushing. You got to watch what you say and this and that, and people are just getting tired of it. You know, here's what it boils down to. We're going to agree on some things. We're going to disagree on some things. That's fine. When I was growing up, it was sticks and stones at the worst-case scenario. You got you got into a fight. You might have gotten your ass kicked. You might have won the fight. But everyone walked away, and it's fine. I can have a political discussion with anybody, anybody, and agree and disagree, and, hey, it's fine. But nowadays, people are just too damn sensitive and that drives me nuts i am not a person who watches their p's and q's i i I got a bad tourette syndrome where i'm gonna call somebody an asshole if they're an asshole and believe me there is no bigger asshole in this world right now than donald trump but there is nothing in this world that scares me more than a trump impeachment because that means mike pence becomes president And we do not want a Pence presidency. That's all I got. That's all I got. I'm sorry. I had to say, I I, I wasn't sticking up for Trump. Believe me. Because MS-13, and I I will, Seneca, when we get off here, I'll send you some of the links to these videos that these sons of bitches are putting up. And you will understand why I side with Trump on that. As far as I'm concerned, anybody in the United States that's linked with MS-13, MS-13 makes Al-Qaeda look like the Boy Scouts, and not even the molested Boy Scouts. They make them look like the Boy Scouts that sell the popcorn and all that. You know, I'm telling you, man, these these guys are some bad guys. If it was up to me, I'd put a bullet in every one of their damn heads. But it ain't up to me. People are killing innocent women and children. Yeah. These are these are the type of people that people are risking their lives to come across the border, putting their lives on the line through days of starvation. I remember last week there was a story out of Texas where a guy got nailed in San Antonio, arrested from Florida. Got, got nailed in San Antonio for bringing 150 illegals inside his trailer, and it was like 20 of them died in there. <laughs> 
you know? <laughs> and, and these people are putting their lives on the line to escape yeah. them very, them very damn freaking, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, oppression. <laughs> that oppression that we take for granted that doesn't happen in this country. We don't have to worry about being machete to death, you know, unless, of course, you're dating a total psychopath like my wife. But, and good thing she doesn't listen to this show. Real quick, y'all. Yeah, I got to make this This would be, oh, yeah, go ahead. Make this housekeeping announcement real quick. This one, Larry, everybody know. That um, we have about um, two minutes left in the show, so we're going to keep talking because I want to get a couple more company topics recorded for the broadcast, the full broadcast when it comes out. But the live show will be in in a minute. I want to thank everybody for um, listening and calling in. I want to thank for all the people that have been um, asking about the show. We'll just get started, but you're going to be seeing some new things in the next coming shows. But I just want to um, let everybody know before we go offline, we're gonna still be recording another hour, up to another hour to record after this because I want to um, record this for like when the uh, when people go back and listen to the man podcast on YouTube as well. Just want to get everybody, and we're gonna continue the conversation because we have a couple more stories that I wanted to record. So um, if you guys are okay with that, I just probably need about. 20, about 20 more minutes, and then, you know, we're going to uh, wrap this up. But until um, guys, Yeah, go to town. Thank you. Have a good night. Okay. All right. But, yeah, this, this is, I mean, this is serious. Like, you know, it's serious. And um, and before we, um, see, you still there? See? Tasha's still here. Oh, okay. I think she's moved it off. Um, but yeah, um, I wanted to jump off of um, into the topic of this, this local news, and I want to talk about this because this really is violent, and we really need to start looking at. The, you're breaking up. You're breaking up really bad. I can only hear like yeah. every other word. Right, I'm not even hearing yeah. that. I'm hearing like a couple of letters out of every other word. Mhm. Right. Okay. Hear me now. No. Nope. Still choppy. Now, I don't know what's going on with this microphone or audio or such. The story I wanted to talk about was the uh, the legend. And we're in prep shooting at Barbara's Now, for those of you who don't still, know that... We still cannot... I, we can't hear a thing. Nothing. I believe this show is about to be closed captioned. I believe... <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you what. Um, we'll, we'll continue, like, you guys want back next week, because I know I tell them... Every first, third, and uh, but next week I really want to talk about a lot more, so we can do another broadcast next week if you guys are down for um, in for a little bit. 
Uh, yeah, if I'm you do it, if you do it next Thursday, I'll come back on so we can finish what we were talking about. Okay, that works. Yeah, because I, mean, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this video um, and this microphone. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to probably do the show tonight because I don't know what's going on. Because um, yeah, I'm going to have to see what's yeah, cause this, this microphone I just spent all this money on this microphone, and and I just well, this is like the second or third time I've actually used it on the show. So I, I still got to see what's going on. But I want to thank you guys for coming on tonight, and um, I will. I guess we'll. Okay, next Wednesday, correct? Um, yeah. Okay, just, there, just so we can sit. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm available any day Tuesday through Saturday or Tuesday through Friday. Just uh you know, send me a message, let me know, I'll be available. Okay then. I appreciate you guys. And right. if you send see a message if you send see a message whenever you're gonna do it, she'll let me know. Okay then. All right, good night. Okay, thank you.